0: This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Okay, if you guys are ready, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Say, I'm already, there. I'm already there. Oh, thank you, God. He's so good. I guess I'll pray. <laughs> Father God, we thank you. We just I just want to say thank you. You're so good. Thanks for healing my big toe, God. You're so good. I didn't know how much we need our big toe. So I just want to say, God, thank you for making our big toe. I bless every person that's ever been a ballerina or a dancer in their life. We just bless them right now. This is what I feel in my soul and my heart. Bless their toes right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, that if you care about our big toes and you care about our hearts and you care about our brains and you care about the way that you view us and we view ourselves, if you would heal a toe, you would heal anything else. Jesus name, everybody said, Amen. come on. So you guys already got the point. <laughs> the principle is this, it's not about the end goal. It's about the process and the steps. And really it's this, the expression of God as we get to that end goal. Are you guys with me? Does that kind of make sense? I know, I know it's a hard one. It's like God gives us a word or or actually this is what it is. It's um. How many of you guys have to complete tasks on a daily? If you're a human being, you all have to complete tasks on a daily. Whether you you work or you have homework or even if you're on TikTok, right? You finish one video, what's the next thing you do? You go to the next one. There's, there's, a, there's a means to an end. And the thing is like, <laughs> we're created to enjoy the moment of those tasks. How many of you guys actually enjoy your task? Oh yeah, I feel you. Thanks for being honest, you guys. Okay, Rooster, you're the only one that's... That's as close to Jesus, you know? Um, this is what I was thinking, okay? this is I guess I'll start from the beginning. It started like this. I was painting the back hallway, right? And the task, I'm okay with it. Like, you paint the back hallway. I know it's going to look beautiful. It's going to look brand new. It's going it's to erase marks. The doors are going to be white as snow, like my soul. Right? The task, there's nothing wrong with it. I hate the part that it's not right here right now. No? Anybody else feel that way where it's like, I wish I didn't have to go to Lowe's, <laughs> Home Depot, Sharon Williams, grab these buckets of paint, put paint on my favorite clothes because I didn't think the guy was going to mess up the buckets and bring it back, pour it, put it on the thing and then do what I have to do. Right. So there's nothing wrong with the end goal. I love the end goal. I just there's so much that happens as we try to get to the end goal that then we end up resenting the angle. We're like, I'm not there yet. God, you gave me that word three years ago. Where is it? Oh, that's a different angle, right? We get that angle and we're like, God, you said so. Maybe you're not real. Why would you give me this word and not tell me how it's supposed to look? Well, God wants to develop that. that he wants to be in every step as we get to that angle. That's the, that's the beauty behind it. That's what we get to count everything as joy. Every trial has joy. The the joy isn't that we come through the trial, it's that he was with us in the middle of us trying to end this trial. The the power is that you're not alone as you're walking through this, that there's an expression, that there's a move of the spirit in everything that you're doing as you're trying to accomplish the task at hand. Okay, right, so I'm painting this hallway and and, and I just want the end product. I just want it to be done so I can enjoy it. And God was like, but you should be enjoying every step. You should be enjoying when you put that, that brush in and you stroke, like you should, you should love that moment right there. And I'm like, God, your fullness is great, right? I was like, I'll just pretend that I'm supposed to like it and we'll do it. You know, I won't complain. That's how I know I'm a good Christian. And, uh, and then this is the part, right? When, you, when you're doing the task, you get kind of sidetracked that anybody does that sometimes where it's like, I see this thing, but then I get distracted. There's a pretty butterfly. Well, for me, it's my thoughts. So then next thing you know, I'm reading about how good of a father God is. And and I'm like, God, if you're so good, how do you feel about clearing all my debt? I'm talking about like clearing my house debt, clearing my car debt, all that fun stuff. It's just a thought that came. And he was like, I'll do it. And I was like, oh my, I heard the fuck. I'm talking to believers, right? You guys all have a relationship with God. Anyone here not a believer? Just raise your hand real quick. All right, good stuff. All right, cool. So we're believers, right? We all hear the voice of God. Everybody raise your hand if you can hear the voice of God. All right, cool, cool. I like this a lot. All right, all right. So if you didn't, that's okay. I still love you. You still love. You can hear God's voice. He wants to talk to you more than you want to talk to him. So anyway, so I end up, I get this voice and he's like, I'm going to clear all your debt. I'm going to express it. And I was like, show me how. Silence. And I'm like, God, show me how, please. Nothing. And I was like, okay, that must have not been God. It must have been my own thoughts. And then next thing you know, I leave God out of it. And I start thinking, oh, I know how I'm going to clear my debt. I'm going to go work at (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I got time for a side hustle. (laughs) Oh, I know what? I know I know that won't be enough because they're probably paying minimum wage, but they're God's people. So it'll probably be a little bit more. I know I'm going to go work at uh, this ice cream place. And I'm like, they make bank. They make like 30 an hour. I know with tips and stuff. And I was like, that's where God wants me to go. So next thing you know, I'm on my own path, leaving God out of it with his word. And I'm trying to do it by myself with my own strength rather than with what God wants me to do. And I was like, God, I'm not having peace. I'm frustrated. How is your word not creating peace in my life if you're God of the universe? I hear these people preach and they're like, you know, it's God because you hear when, when he gives you a word, it's peaceful. And it was very peaceful when he was like, I'm going to clear your debt. But then I kind of left him out of it. And I cared about the angle more of the steps and the expression he wanted to do as I get there. And instead, I started creating my own expression and leaning to my own understanding. And now I'm going to have three jobs and I still got to paint that hallway. Anybody ever get that way? Or am I the only crazy one that kind of gets that way, right? It's like, I have an end goal. I have to get there. God, you told me, you told me that the end goal is going to be clear. This is how I do it. Right, God, this is how I do it. You stay right there. I'm going to do it my way. Well, he gave me this. I was like, if, if, if I'm not getting peace, what do you want to tell me? And he was like, how about, how about trust? And I said, God, I oh, thank you, Mr. Mark. Uh, <laughs> um, he gave me the word trust. And I was like, trust? I'm so good at trusting. I can trust you, Lord. And then for a second, it hit me. I actually, wait, have I humbled myself to actually sit down and think, what is trust? Or do I think I know it all because I've read it so many times? Or did I stop to ask my father how he wants to present this, bre- this word from him that I've heard before brand new. Are you guys with me? And so I'm looking at this word trust and immediately he was like, go to Proverbs 3, 5. And we all know this, but don't do what I did. Don't make that mistake. Don't be like, I know that verse. I know that verse. No, 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 listen to it with fresh, fresh ears. Like you've never heard this word before. Are you guys ready? Trust, say trust, trust. in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I love this. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, or another word for fear is respect the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Oh, that's so good, right? It's beautiful. Oh man, it's just, oh, I'm ready. And so then I went on this journey of like, okay, God. Am, and I asked him, I had to be brave. I was like, am I trusting you right now on my path to debt and uh, to debt clearance? And he was like, no. Because you don't know what trust looks like. That's why you want to go and have all these jobs. Because that's not trust on me. That's trust on your own ability. And actually, it's going to kill you. It won't bring (laughs) fresh or health to your flesh. It won't bring health to your flesh and strength to your bones. But I will. How about you learn to trust me? And that's when he said, it's not about the end goal. Has nothing to even do with your debt. I just gave you that word because in scripture, it actually says you are no longer a slave or a servant. You are a friend. And if you're a friend, you're allowed to know what the master is doing. So he gives you this purpose because you're his friend. He gives you the end game because he's like, you are my friend. Let me tell you about it. I'm so excited. But then we leave our friend out of it. We don't acknowledge him. We don't come with him. Anybody feel that way before? Right, yeah, yeah. But this is the beautiful part. The goal is, God, how do you want to express yourself right now? How do you want to show up in this moment right here? This is how I feel right now. What do you want to do? And it's funny because we use the principle of trust in trying to figure out how to trust. I don't know. That's kind of loopy, right? But like I actually used the word, the the rhema word he gave me about trusting, I used to understand trust. I said, God, I don't know what this is. Can you teach me? And he said, I'd love to teach you trust. And your definition, you can look up in the Blue Letter Bible, you can look it up in the Greek, and the Hebrew, you can look it up on Google if you like, and yeah, there's power behind that, but let me give you the final definition. And so what I want to do is I want to give you some words that trust means, okay? So trust actually means to cast your cares onto somebody. I'm going to say it a little slower because when I first read it, I was like, yeah, 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 that makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. You cast your cares onto somebody. Let me tell you something. How do you do that? Show me, show me right now how you do that. How do you cast your cares on something? Do it right now. Give, it, give me something. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You guys, what is your care? What is the thing that you care about the most? Just close your eyes. What do you care about the most? What is it that you care about the most? All right, real, you're done with the activation. All right, throw me the thing that you care about right here in my hand. Right, okay, none of y'all throw me your Lamborghini. None of y'all threw me money. None of you guys threw me anything. What is the thing that you care about the most? right? The thing that you treasure the most. How do you give that to God? With your whole heart. You said, God, I care about this and I want to give it to you. The thing that I treasure the most. This is the crazy thing. You can actually treasure something good and something bad. You can say, I value this so much. I don't want to let it go. I am not giving it to you. Just as much as you can say, God, I love this thing so much. Here you go. Let me have it to you. God wants both. (laughs) He wants you to put the thing that you value the most and give it to him. Because he doesn't want you carrying it. Because that thing can't direct your path. Only God can. You guys with me? Mm -hmm. So I'm just telling you what was going on with my heart. (laughs) Another, another one is to, to, I love this part. It's so beautiful to cast your cares face to face with somebody to be right in their face, to throw something right in their face. That's actually what the picture was painted. Isn't that beautiful? Be face to face with God that you can give them that, that you, when you speak, you're like, God, I care about this. Here you go. Back to you. Kind of sounds like God when he breathed his breath into us, when we were dust, the thing that he cared about the most, he put in us. You guys not with me this morning, this night? (laughs) The other one is this, to lie on your back. Oh, that's a hard one for us here. That was a hard one for me. That's the reason I was trying to get five jobs. (laughs) I didn't want to lie on my back because I'm told that's lazy and irresponsible. But it's different. It's different when I lie on my back. You know what that means? To slow down. It doesn't mean you don't do something. It means that before you do it, you acknowledge God. Before you do it, you're like, the spirit of God is here. Let me lay on my back. Let me be face to face with him. God, this is the thing that I value the most. Work. I value that the most right now. Can I give that to you? And we give it to him. And in return, he's like, here's the definition for the thing that I'm trying to teach you. It's not about the end goal. It's about this moment of me expressing my whole being in your life. Are you guys okay? So... I was like, all right, God, that's cool. Like, can you give me a picture though? <laughs> like, I still need a picture. I still need something for you to paint. I'm just a picture person. That's how I work. And he gave me this. Okay, we're going to read this together. It's so beautiful. I hope you cry because it made me cry. Acts 8, chapter 26. I mean, uh, chapter 8, verse 26. So if you got your Bibles, your Bibles, let's head over there. It's in the New King James Version. I love this thing so much. I even read it in the King James Version. And I was like in love with these dines and shouts and all these other words that I couldn't love before. But I'm going to read it in the uh, New King James Version, but I'm going to highlight other words. Are you guys still okay? Are you guys bored? Good. Okay. here we go. So this is my man, Philip. Say my man, Philip. Philip. He's going to teach me how to trust tonight. Yeah, Yeah, come on, Seth. I love you. Here we go. Are you ready? It starts like this. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Uh, It's really cool because in the King James, it just says that the spirit of the Lord spoke to Philip. It was funny because like I read that and I was like, man, I need to find me an angel so he can speak to me. And then the other definition was just a messenger of the Lord. Him wanting to communicate with us. Say communicate. That's what he's saying. I just want to communicate to you. I want to communicate you so bad that I'm going to have the spirit being show up right in front of you and tell you this word. Or I'm going to have Omo show up and say, you can get healing in your lungs. But what do you honor? Don't get me started. All right. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, arise and go towards the South along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. Oh, just period. Why are you period me? I, 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 okay. This is the way I break stuff down. Okay. I'm like, why did you just throw a period right there? This is desert. And then it says, so he arose and went. So that means that there's something specific about this. Or else they wouldn't have wasted my time by putting that there and then a period. And so I I started bringing out words and looking into the the history and the theology and all that fun stuff. That's just what I love to do because he's painting pictures of me. The reason that it was a desert was because this great general came through, destroyed everything. There's no life there. He even salted the earth so you can never grow anything there. Okay, okay. The reason I was so excited is because God told him to go there and not to Guatemala where it's always green and beautiful or Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic. Lord, I'll serve anywhere that you want go to the desert. (laughs) Lord, (laughs) Lord, no. Lord, if that was your word, why does it look like there's no life here? Why doesn't it look like what I thought it was going to look like? Why doesn't it look like the end goal? And so we show up to the desert. There's no life. God, what's the end goal? I'm not doing it until I see it. I'm not doing it until it looks the way that I want it to look like. But maybe there was an enemy that came and destroyed that life, but you're sent there to restore life but you don't do it because we're trying to find five jobs to do when all he wants to do is lay on your back and wait for the messenger of the Lord to come and speak to you face to face to trust the Lord with all your heart and then arise and go from there. So when you show up to the desert, you're like, God sent me here. What's up? Are you guys still okay? So he arose and went (laughs) and behold, a man of Ethiopia, that's a big deal. He's from Ethiopia at that time, Ethiopia wasn't called Ethiopia, but they're telling us now so we can do it. It's actually the, the uh, North Africa. That's just it. They just knew it as North Africa. It was all one big thing. And there was a man from that continent. Are you, still, you guys still okay? A eunuch. Do you guys know what a eunuch is? Do you guys want to know what a eunuch is? Do y'all want the PG version? It's a man that can't have covenant with God physically. He can't make children. He sees his wife, nothing happens. Are you guys with me? That's what a eunuch is. He lost his manhood. Yeah, we good? We're all adults here, right? We're still good? You want a baby? He can't do it. Okay, just so you know, this is what a eunuch is. It's also the reason that they would actually go through that is because in order to receive a special title, there couldn't be anything tempting you to steer away from that title. So your ability to love somebody else was gone from you. It was literally taken away from you in order to take this title and position of power. Are you guys with me? You can't be tempted. That's what a eunuch is. A eunuch of great authority, here we go, under Candace, the queen of Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship and returning. You know what's really cool? The reason he was going to Jerusalem, because that's where all the miracles were. That's where all the power was. This euth- eunuch from North Africa was traveling to a place that he heard about power. How many people travel to you? How many people leave the comfort to come and hear you to try and discover power? Are you guys okay? Okay. And he had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah, the prophet, underline Isaiah, verse 29. Then the spirit said to Philip, come on, that's good, right? Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. Oh, I love this word overtake because overtake makes it sound like, yeah, yeah, go and fight the devil. You know, I'm not saying that's not what it is, but in this moment right here, overtake means to go and join oneself. To something. To go and give oneself to this whole thing. Go and be committed to this thing that you're technically not allowed to be committed to right now. But God with the spirit of him is saying, come and join yourself to this mission with me right now. Even if you don't know what the end goal is. I want you to take this next step and overtake it even though you don't know the full picture yet. Huh? Still with me? The the other one I like was so sweet to keep company with. You know why this is a big deal? Eunuchs weren't allowed to be part of the Jewish family. Eunuchs were not allowed to be part of God's family. Literally in the Mosaic law, it said that if you do this to yourself, you are not allowed to enter, enter the presence of God. You are not allowed to be called the people of God. That means he literally has nothing to make covenant with God with, and he's a Gentile. And yet God is saying, I want you to go and keep him company. I want you to go and impart something of me into this man that doesn't think he deserves to be in my kingdom right now. Are you guys still with me? Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him. He trusted him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? 31, and he said, how can I unless someone guides me? You know what guide means? Guide there means leads the way. He, can you teach me? Can you be? Can I learn from you? Can I humble myself? And remember, this guy is loaded, like, Like he was in charge of all the money of North Africa. And he's looking at this disciple who I'm sure wasn't dressed that nice because he's been out in the desert without life. And he said, can I learn from you? What what made the eunuch want to learn from him? Was it the spirit of God probably? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand how you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in scripture, which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its sharer is silent. So he opened not his mouth and his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? for his life is taken from the earth. I love this, 34. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth. Oh, I love that. That just makes me so happy. He opened his mouth. That word open means to, to create a doorway <laughs> for the spirit of God, actually. That's literally what that word open means. It's, it's the, other, the other picture they paint is the same way when you open the heavens. Is actually the same word that was used when the God spoke and opened the heavens for the Holy Spirit to come and fall on Jesus. God expressed himself in Philip right now as he opened his mouth without Philip even knowing what the end goal was. Are you guys still okay? He opened his mouth and beginning at the scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. Oh my gosh. I love this part. It made me cry. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? We all know what's hindering him. He's not allowed to be part of this. He's not allowed to be part of God's family. And yet he comes and he says, can I also be baptized? Can I be a part of God's family? What is stopping me? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. If you trust in the Lord with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Oh my, come on. He baptized him. He's not allowed to get baptized. He's not allowed to get baptized. That goes against everything. Yet the spirit of God is expressing himself in Philip and saying, I want this man to be a part of my family. Even though the world is saying he's not allowed to be a part of my family. And, and we know, we kind of know Philip's endgame He's to preach the news, cleanse the leopard, heal the sick. But when he showed up in that lifeless place, he was like, I'm just going to do what the spirit of God says in that moment, he's expressing something in that moment. And he shows up and he has to know that the guy's a eunuch. They had to have small talk before or else he just wouldn't show up on his chariot. He said, this is my position. This is who I am. I'm a eunuch. And Philip wasn't like, whoa. That kills the end goal. No, he was like, God, what do you want to do? Open your mouth the same way that I open my mouth for Jesus. I will, Lord. Pa, You're reading about Jesus. Who is this Jesus? This is the man that broke the veil so you can have access to the family. Can I do that right now? Yes, you can do that right now. There's some water right there. Can we do it? Yes. Actually, he didn't even stop to say, you're the first Gentile that I'm going to (laughs) baptize. He's a Gentile. If you read anything before that, no Gentile had gotten baptized before yet. The only people that were getting baptized were the people that John the Baptist was baptizing. All the Jews were the ones that were getting baptized. So this man is legally not allowed to get baptized in so many different ways. And God is saying, I want him as part of my family. And Philip got a chance to be that expression with God in order to do that. Are you guys still okay? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized them. This is so beautiful. 39. Now, when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. So that the eunuch saw him no more. He was just gone. He was translated is what we would use here. And he went on his way rejoicing, the eunuch, the eunuch, right? Well, I always thought that was Philip. Philip was like, I did a great job. I got one more soul for the kingdom. And he was a eunuch. He was a Gentile. No, 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 no. The eunuch was so happy to finally be a part of God's kingdom. Okay, put a pen in 39. Let me, let me, tell, you, let me tell you why this is such a big deal. Are you ready? Because God's end game is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I believe he loves the process and the journey of you being with him to get there, though. It's so beautiful. And we can see this. this t- tell me what prophet the eunuch was reading. Shout it out. He was reading Isaiah. Can we go to Isaiah 56? And if you have a Bible, it probably took you a little while to get back because it's not right before Acts, right? <laughs> right? So that means it was probably a couple years we don't know how many, maybe a hundred years, maybe a little bit back there. Ready? We're going to read 56. Are you ready? Keep my justice and do righteousness for my salvation is about to come and my righteousness is to be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this and the son of man who lays hold on it, who keeps from defiling the Sabbath and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Did you guys get bored with that? You're going to miss it. Verse three, do not let the son of the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord speak. We read that and we're like, no foreigners. Psych. He says this saying, the Lord has utterly separated me from his people. What was, can we say that the eunuch was a foreigner? That means he was a Gentile. That means he wasn't part of the original covenant, right? Look at this. The Lord has utterly separated me from his people. Nor let the eunuch say the what? Come on. Nor let the eunuch say here I am a dry tree for thus says the Lord to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath and choose what pleases me and hold fast my covenant. Even to them, I will give in my house and within my walls, a place and a name better than, the, better than that of sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Okay, I, don't, I think you guys, I think we missed it because I was crying. I was crying so much. I was crying so much because this man is a eunuch. They're saying he doesn't belong in the family. But then hundreds of years ago, a prophet said, no, this eunuch will belong to the God family. Between Isaiah and Acts... <laughs> So much happened, and and, and God was like, don't worry about the end game because I know there's going to be a eunuch from North Africa that this man Philip is going to come and meet, but there's so much that has to happen before, and I can't wait because there's so much for me to express as we come to this beautiful journey where this man who thinks he doesn't belong belongs now. But I had already designed it back in Isaiah 56. And I'm crying because this man is reading Isaiah. He's reading about himself. And yet, you know, he's in 53. He hasn't made it to 56. But God wasn't like, you didn't read 56, you can't make it. You ain't make it to the game. No, he said, while you're still in the process of getting here, I'm going to send the spirit of the Lord to come and give you purpose and belonging in your life. Mm -hmm. Nobody crying nobody tears you don't understand how excited I was I was in my office and I ran I ran all the way to Pastor Babette's office I ran and if you my office is in the middle she's all the way at the end and then I slowly went Pastor Babette Pastor Sally saw Pastor Kathy even saw Pastor Gavin I was like you're in a meeting I gotta talk to you bro look at this 56 look at this look how good my God is look how much he expresses himself if he could do it for the eunuch what is he doing for me how is he expressing himself in me What happens when I'm like Philip and I trust the Lord with all my heart, not because I know what the end goal is. How how would if there's eunuchs in your life that you get a chance to speak to when you trust the Lord with all your heart without knowing what the end goal looks like. It opens possibilities for God to move, the spirit of God to move in ways that you would never think would happen. Kind of sounds like Rafa put these shoes that are uncomfortable. You'll find out why later. You'll find out how come later. You're gonna get healed during a worship service where I express myself. But I was too busy going, God, I hate these shoes. And then I'm upset as I get to my end goal. This is the joy when we have God inside of us. We're always gonna reach our end goal. Are we gonna enjoy the expressions of God as we get to that end goal? Okay, 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 for example, you're sitting in traffic. How much do you hate to sit from point A to point B? But what if God wants to express himself in you as you're sitting there before you even get to be? No? Oh, my gosh. It's changed my life. Like, I find so much creative expression now. Tell I've been cooking. I've been chefing it up. We made tilapia. I don't even know how to spell tilapia. But it doesn't matter. I just know the end goal is I'm going to make dinner. Where before I used to be so terrified to make dinner and burn it. Because I was so focused with, is it, is it ready? Is it ready? Is it ready? Where God's like, it will be ready. Let's express ourselves right now. I know the recipe says salt and pepper, but let's add some garlic to it. Yeah. Right? He's help, help, helping me think outside the box, right? But this is the power behind it is, well, I'm using that principle to cook fish. What happens when I go and I interact with the world? But we get to trust the Lord with our heart. And when they see us, they don't see these bitter Christians. These people who are like, I love my God. Then why are you so bitter? Yeah, why are you so bitter? They're going to see you and be like, why are you so happy as we sit in this foxhole and rain is all the way up to your, your waist? Why are you so happy? You don't want to know why I'm so happy. Gee, please. That's what they used to call me in the army. Gee, tell me why you're so happy. <sighs> okay. When I was 17, I was going to commit suicide. I was a eunuch. (laughs) I didn't belong to the family. I had nothing to make covenant with God. But he looked at me and said, I love you regardless of the way you think about yourself and what has happened to your body. And he came in, accepted me, loved me, changed me forever. And now that's the reason I'm so happy sitting in this foxhole while you're crying. (laughs) Because I have this joy that makes no sense. It surpasses my understanding because I am trusting in the Lord with everything that he's put inside of me. And I know that I'm not gonna stay in this foxhole forever. So I get to enjoy this moment of expression with God and you're a part of it now, big dog. <laughs> you're, a part, you're a part of it now, Private Smith. You're a part of it. Do you wanna know Jesus? I love to know Jesus. We have water right here, baptize you in the name of Jesus. I came up with that part. I, didn't, I hadn't read the part about the unit yet. Are you guys still with me? Do you guys kinda of get how this, this works? Okay, okay, here we're gonna, we're gonna we're, oh my gosh. I just, I don't think you guys are excited as I am. Like this principle changed my life. You know what happened when I went to that back hallway? Once I read about this, I said, Oh my gosh, God cares about how pretty his church is going to look, but he cares about experiencing every little moment as I dip this roll in this paint that I can't control that's messing up my clothes. God wants me to be happy as we do it rather than complaining that I'm ruining clothes. <laughs> He wants my focus and my attention to be on him, not on the things that I'm losing or where I'm not yet. Oh, and then 40, I love this bit. Philip was found. Oh my God, he, Philip was found. Oh, before we keep going, let me tell you what happens to this eunuch. I was reading a little bit more history because I was just in love with this dude. I was like, bro, like that's us. We're Gentiles. We, we don't belong in the family. Yet Jesus said, I made a way for you. That's all of us, unless you're Jewish. Any of y'all Jewish right here right now? Okay, I don't know how that works. That gets complicated, but I know y'all all Gentiles just like the eunuch was. <laughs> and God said, I still love you. So how much more does he love you right now with your imperfections when you don't feel like you're made whole? And he's like, I want to make you whole. I want to bring you into my house. But God, I don't feel like the thing you told me I'm going to feel like. I know, I know you don't. But if you allow me to come right now and baptize you, to cleanse you, to make you holy, and not cleanse you like wash, baths, literally wash the things that are killing you away. But it looks like right here, right now with him going, God, I cast all my cares on you. And he's like, good job. That's baptism right there, right now. Still with me? He's about the circumcision of your heart, not your actual physical body. That's what brings you to the house. So what care can you give to God right now? Is it your depression? Is it your anxiety? Because that's what he took away from me when it was like, oh, I'm so anxious that I won't have enough time to make the end goal. And God is like, you're going to have more than enough time. The end goal will happen. How about we enjoy this moment and handle any fires that come along the way the same way? And so things that I cannot control happen where before I used to react and be angry and be like, okay, I've got, I got to disconnect from my group of friends because this is happening at work and I have no control where God's like, we're going to fix it. But right now, this moment is what I care about right now. Expressing myself through you for these people right here, right now. Not the thing that you're thinking about the future. You still with me? Okay, so I got so excited about this eunuch that that, that I started looking up a little bit of history. Guess what he did when he went back home? He preached about Jesus. He actually became a missionary man for Jesus. And he brought Jesus Christ to Ethiopia, to North Africa, a Gentile. He came and he brought Jesus Christ because there was a Philip who didn't say, God, what's the end goal? He just said, God, I trust you with what I have right here in this moment. And Philip had no idea that he was gonna meet a man that was gonna go and change a whole continent that had that much power. I think that's the beauty behind God's expression. He has so many, the the plan is so big that, that you and him together touch so much and you don't even know. Okay, this is another example of what Philip did and it's right here, 40. But Philip was found At Azotos or something like that, it's a city. And passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. I used to read that and I'd be like, that's so cool. Philip kept on talking. You don't understand. He was so excited about what God did for this man that he was like, if he did it for the eunuch, he could do it for my people. That if he did it on a chariot, he could do it in the city. Okay. And then chapter nine, we don't, got, we don't have time to go into it, but, but it talks about Saul <laughs> and the King James. I love it because it said that Saul had caught wind of what happened in these cities. And he was furious that he wrote specific letters. Guess what the specific letters were if you know anything about Saul and Paul. What letters did he write that caused a big change in his life? It starts with a D and it rhymes with Damascus. he wrote letters to Damascus because Philip wouldn't shut up about Jesus because he trusted the spirit with the eunuch in desert where there was no life. So God was like, let's do this. Now let's do it in the cities where there is life. No, no. Oh my God. Well, well, he, he, to the point that, Paul, which is right now Saul, gets so mad about that he writes these letters to Damascus and he starts his trip and his road to Damascus. And what happens to Saul on the road to Damascus? What does that, what happens? Tell me what happens, say it. He met Jesus. Philip, who trusted the Lord without knowing what the full end goal was changed the eunuch's life who changed the whole continent and then changed Paul's life who then changes our lives. So I I guess what I'm trying to say is rather than worrying about where you're going to be or how you're going to get there, just worry about the moment, spend that moment with the spirit of God, enjoying that moment. You wanna know how I got healed? It's not a formula, but this is how I got healed. I said, I am worshiping in this song right now. I'm not thinking about me teaching. We'll get there when we get there right now. It's me and God, we're worshiping this song. And to be honest with you guys, to be vulnerable with you guys, they played that song about the breath in your lungs. And I hate that song because I, it was overplayed everywhere on the radio, everywhere. And and, and But I wanted to use this, this revelation that I got with God. And I was like, God, I hate this song. And so my brain automatically was like, when this song ends, I'll worship you. But instead it was like, what can you do right now, spirit of the living God? Yeah. If you did something with, with Philip in the desert where there was no life, what can you do right now as we're declaring the name of God? And he said, let's sing this song like you've never sung it before. Let it be fresh. Let everything that, that you thought about this song be erased right now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I hear, "Ah, oh, man, I started singing. And I was like, these bones will shout your praise. And yeah. <laughs> healing happened. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So it's not about the end goal. You're going to get there. Say, I'm going to get there. You don't even have to believe that you're going to get there. If God told you you're going to get there, you're going to get there. What does he want to do right now as you're uh, on your way there? Paul never made it to Damascus. Mm -hmm. His life changing moment was before he made it to his end goal. Are you going to be full of anxiety and worry and speak to nobody between now and the time you die and go to heaven? Or are you going to trust in the Lord with all your heart and give him room for the spirit of God to move in your everyday life? So the definition that God gave me for trust <laughs> as I was painting this hallway and I was thinking about my debt was this. Trust is the expression of God in the steps that takes us to the end of the goal. That's what he told me trust is. He's being able to look at him face to face before I even make it to the end goal. Being able to say, God, you told me we're going to get there. What do you want me to do right now? And then you arise and you go with the thing that he told you to do in that moment. You guys okay? Okay, good, 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 good. I, I just really, I, I'm not yelling at you. I just, I just got so excited about, about you can be a part of God's family before you get to the end goal, before you get to heaven. Isn't the goal heaven come now? Not when I get to heaven, I'll throw it on earth. No, it's this moment. God, how do you want to express heaven in my life? Through me, through my heart. So funny, he said heart and not brain. He said through my soul, through my spirit, through through who I am, the very essence of who I am. How do you want to express yourself through that right now, God? So whatever you're you're going through, because we all have tasks to do. We all have things that we want to reach. I'm not saying don't think about them, don't worry about them a bit, but you be present in the moment with God as you journey your way there. Enjoy that moment with God. As hard as it is, just know that God's there with you. That God has had his eye set on that eunuch in Isaiah's time, knowing that it would happen in the time of, of, of Acts. You guys okay? Okay, this is what we're going to do, okay? I, I just, I feel like there's this um, impartation, right? I don't even, really, honestly, I didn't get a chance to look up what the word impartation means. Um, but I just noticed this. With Philip, and if you read beforehand, they talked about Stephen. What they did is they laid hands on them, and they were filled with power. And they were filled with the ability to trust God and for the Spirit of God to move in their lives. And I think that's just all I want to do with you guys right now, okay? So if you allow me to come up here and I just want to impart, I just want God to express himself through me, through my hands and do something in your life, in your hearts right now. Not because I'm cool or anything, just because I'm willing to be like Philip. I'm willing to be like God Move through me and impart something into these beautiful people the expression the way that you operate in our lives and you express as we paint and i have joy as we as we go through something that's very difficult i just want that imparted that that there's joy in the midst of misunderstanding i just want to impart that to you guys so if you allow me to just come up here and just let me lay hands on you and i, I can't tell you what the angle is but i know god wants to express himself through me through you does that make sense but more important than me, God Himself wants to trust. He wants you to trust Him, to be face to face with Him. And as you come up here, we're going to play this song, and that's an invitation for you to, to give your cares onto Jesus, give your cares onto God. The good and the bad, just give it to Him. Say, God, I give this to you. And the expectation is, God, I gave it to you in this moment. What do you want to express in my life right now? What do you want to do right now? And then the beautiful thing is after that, you're going to get an end goal, but it's not about the end goal. It's about what is he doing with the next step? What is he doing with your drive home? What is he doing when you wake up in the morning? What is he doing when you cook? What is he doing when you're at the gym? What is the move of the spirit in that moment? Are you guys so good? Yeah? Okay, good. So just come up up here. I just, I'm just, just come up here, just make a line and and be cool about it. Just, we're going to play some worship music. And, and this song, this song that's going to play has just been moved, moving in my heart. And, and, and just move with the words. And even, even when the song is playing, just let the expression of God sing, sing to your hearts. Let, let God's expression sing to your hearts. Are you guys with me? So just close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. And, and, and this is the question, God, I don't even know what it looks like. I don't know what it feels like, but I'm willing for, for a move of your spirit to fall on me right now. I'm willing for you to express something beautiful in my life right now. And I don't know what it looks like, but you know what? I don't care. And if you did it for Philip in the desert where there was no life, you could do it for me right here, right now, where there is life. Touch the deserts in my life, Lord. And I know you're gonna take me to the city, and it's gonna be supernatural with the way that you take me to life. Woo, come on. Amen. He went from desert to city. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You and him trusting him face to face. Yeah, give him that desert. Give him that desert right now in the name of Jesus. Give him the city too. Give him the chariot too. Give him the title as well. Give him the things that are hindering you from being part of his family right here, right now. Give that to him right now in the name of Jesus. We just break anything that is telling us that we're not allowed to be a part of his family right now. We break that in the name of Jesus. And we don't care how we're going to look. We care about right here, right now. What is he doing with you right now? What is the move of the spirit with you right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If he did it for the eunuch, he'll do it for you. (laughs)